The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Shohei Otani is the greatest baseball player to ever live, and he is officially off the trade block. That and a whole lot more coming up on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Clay Link here with the Hall of Famer Todd Zola. Always a pleasure chatting with you on Fridays, Todd. Uh, as I mentioned, Shohei was officially pulled off the block and uh, responded with one of the crazier performances <laughs> I've ever seen across yesterday's doubleheader. Complete game shutout, then two homers, uh, just casually. Pretty amazing. Were you a little surprised, Todd, that the Angels made this move, or do you think this was the right move for that organization? I geez, I don't know. I mean, I guess it was the right move. Can you, you know, listen, I'm a Red Sox fan. I'm hoping they're the ones that make the playoffs because if you know one of these teams jumps in, who's gonna fall out, right? I mean, yeah. they're not gonna create another spot. But I, you know, losing draft picks. What are you going to do with the draft picks anyway? You got that much money. You can buy a team. So who cares? So I think it was the right move, especially if the Angels would like to keep Otani for next, you know, going forward. If that, yeah. if, and if they end up not keeping them, that's, you know, okay, bummer. But to me, that's the, uh, you had to do this. And you know, just because they pulled them off the block, I don't know. I, I said, okay, sure, we've heard this before. It didn't take long, though, to trade for Giolito. Then I said, yeah. okay, they're not kidding, you know. But for that, whatever it was, hour or two, I was joking with Eric Halterman on, on next week's uh, MLB Network show, or tomorrow's MLB Network show. He was saying that you guys had an article, like, in the Hopper detailing some of Otani's trade destination possibilities that you had to pull. Because he was, because, you know, so like I wouldn't have pulled it within the first hour, but once Giolito, uh, not pull, but you know, it's just not publish. It's just, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's yesterday's news. But anyway, um, good on Giolito, good on those that are in National League only, American League only West Leagues. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm waiting. I need, I got the hammer and labor. I need a, I need someone other than Noah Syndergaard to be the best player to come to the AL. Yeah, I think you'll you'll get some, but 
I was a little surprised at Syndergaard. And they're, they're starting him, too, the Guardian. Yeah, I've been kind of vocal. Well, vocal. I mean, you know what I mean. I heard this on Twitter. No, you didn't. You read it. So by saying vocal on Twitter, it's kind of that same, uh, mi- you know, misrepresentation. But a lot of a lot of Guardians and Twitter in general saying they've got nothing to lose, the the Guardians. Mm-hmm. They've got every game that, the, that Syndergaard starts to lose. You know? <laughs> I think. I mean, and they can't afford to give away games. Mm-hmm. I know Minnesota's made a couple of deals themselves, but it was more a kind of parallel deals, getting rid of this reliever and getting that reliever back uh, in a couple of different deals to kind of keep the bullpen where it is, but still somehow uh, fortifying their, their prospects, whatever. But the point being, I don't, I mean, I hope I'm wrong because as I, you know, I've mentioned to you and other people, I still, a little bit of me is in, is in Cleveland. I went to school there. Uh, so I kind of have a little play still for the Guardians, then Indians. So I'm rooting for them, but I have not seen anything out of Syndergaard to hang my hat on. Nothing. Yeah, there there hasn't been anything really in the peripherals that I've seen that are encouraging. And the, the fact that the Dodgers gave up on him, the Dodgers brought in Lance Lynn. <laughs> I mean, yeah, who knows yeah. if they'll be able to fix him, but. Uh, when they see Lynn as an upgrade, that's pretty telling. Uh, now, I Well, give me Lynn every day. I, I'd be kind yeah. of talking about before we signed on. Put him in Dodger Stadium. Put him in a pennant race. Put him with some outfielders that can catch a ball. Uh, you know what? The defense wasn't wasn't horrible, I suppose. Um, we're in the White Sox. I mean, you don't want to see Eloy Jimenez out there. But, I mean, I, you know what? It was horrible. What am I saying? It was pretty bad. So uh, now you, you got a little bit uh, better defense behind you. Um, I can see Lance Lynn getting rejuvenated. It's all about the home run with Lynn. It's a fly ball pitcher that park. It's it, it's it's more of a home run park than people realize, but I think it's an upgrade uh, for the back end of the Dodger staff. Well, yeah, not that it really matters my opinion, but I thought it was smart of the Angels to hold on to Otani. He he kind of signed with the Angels, well, definitely below market when he first came over. And uh, I think it's just right to do it for the fans. You know, you don't want to completely alienate your fan base. And I think it's just good to, precedent to set for the future players who are thinking about coming into the organization. You know, oh, or you're going to have this, you're going to perform crazy good and we're just going to dump you. We're just going to trade you. I think it's good to kind of ride it out and show the players that they're committed to at least trying to win a, a championship in this Otani trout window. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. I agree. I think it's good for them. It's the right call by the organization. Uh, Todd, let's talk about some pickups. Last night in the Rotowire Stake League, the top pickup was actually Mason Wynn. So uh, speculation on a possible, uh, you know, Paul DeYoung trade. We, we know the Cardinals have said that they're going to be selling, so. Uh, Mason Wynn really been playing well at AAA, uh, 814 OPS, 14 homers, 16 stolen bases. I was chatting with our friend Ariel Cohen yesterday on, on his podcast and mentioned Wynn as a possibility. I didn't get him here. He goes for six out of 100. Um, good spec, you think? think he'll be yeah. I, uh, I spoke with our friend Brian Walton earlier this year on one of the Roto-Wire over the air thingy medicals. I'm not sure which one could have been a pod could have been on the, uh, on the air. I forget, but I asked him about Mason Wynn, and, you know, glove first, the, the bat is developing. 
and you know, not you know, not going to comp anybody to Ozzy Smith. But when you think of slick fielding middle infielders who then developed to be good hitters, he's one of the models, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, Brian was um, definitely. We were talking about what moves about to be made. Well, they you know, looking for a shortstop. How close? I said I said something like, but win is a couple years away. He's like, oh, no, 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 not not so fast there, grasshopper. So yeah, I think it is an interesting move. Now whether he can, whether he's going to make a fantasy difference or not, I'm less I'm less enthused. But you know, you never know. It's 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 you know, it's a couple months. Anything can happen. Who would have known what Geraldo Perdomo did early on this season? You, you just don't know. Yeah, would you rather have a guy like that or like Marco Luciano who got called up? I... Not in, yeah, not in, you know, maybe this explains why I'm not as good of a player as I used to be. I'm not interested in either. I mean, strictly number scouting, you know, whatever. Maybe I need to loosen things up and say, well, you know, better than, you know, who I got there. Oh, he's better than that guy. You know, I can't keep putting Christian Arroyo out there. So, you know, maybe I need to loosen up and and, and start doing it just because the playing time aspect. Well, yeah, I I get that if you're number scouting Luciano – doesn't look great because the overall numbers are pretty middling, but he's been playing uh, well lately in the minors and just got the call up, you know, only right. one get, game so far. And they've got, they've got Crab, Crawford and uh, uh, Thio Strada both do back from injury. Mm-hmm. So there, I mean, you can fit them all in with the DH. You can make it work, especially because Estrada can play pretty much anywhere, but he, uh, Luciano's going to need a hit in order to make that happen. So I don't think the playing time is a shared thing with Luciano. Good call there, yeah. Uh, Royce Lewis picked up for three. What's up with Royce lately? Always begun baseball activities, began playing catch uh, about a couple weeks ago. So he's still a ways off, but yeah, it could help over the final month or so for sure. And then Matt Walner, also of the Twins, three dollars. Uh, I would imagine Max Kepler's traded. Uh, that's just kind of been rumored for years now, basically. So uh, if that were to happen, maybe they bring up, you know, a guy like uh, sorry, Trevor Larnick back up. But uh, Walner is still on the roster. So, yeah, uh, Walner seems like a decent ad. Yeah, I I, 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 you know, I, mean, I may not be as optimistic about Kepler because mm-hmm. the uh, Minnesota is still in it, obviously. Well, they're not just in it, right? They're leading division again. So, but is, if that's a parallel kind of move, they can replace him easy enough and get something for him. I can see where they would that we do it. He's not as good defensively as he may have been a few years back. So, yeah, I mean, Walner, uh, you know, he's kind of just good enough to to help. I mean, you can't. Yeah, I would left-handed batter, so he'll get the majority of the playing time. I can see where you'd want to take a spec on him. Yeah, three homers in his last two games here at the yeah. big league level. And uh, had a nice run at St. Paul, AAA, 927 OPS. Yeah. 11 homers uh, in 67 games. So, yeah, definitely a name to know. Matt Walner of Minnesota. Dylan Moore picked up for three. Brendan Fott for two. And how about this one? 19-year-old Jackson Churio stashed for a buck. He's a double-A and, again, only 19 years old, so – Seems like a stretch to me, but this was a Brewers fan who picked him up. So it's to me, it's a if the Brewers are still in it 
and they just decide to go for it and they can't make a trade. It's just kind of like one of those, you know, does Brandon Woodruff come back? Does Corbin Burns stay pitching well? Does Freddie Peralta continue pitching really well to give him the big three? Um, and then do they just need that? Is he the missing piece they can't acquire? They just tried. The Brewers just picked up um, Carlos Santana, mm-hmm. which I think is a – Santana goes from, nah, I'm not interested, to, well, let me see how my corner is. Maybe maybe Santana's better. So I'm not saying run out and pick him up, but it's definitely worth seeing, you know, because once Roddy Telez is back, they can get him both in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one, you know, seems like a stretch on the surface, but who knows if Milwaukee's really uh, thinks they have a chance, they could they could pull that trigger on Jackson Churio. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Ramon Laureano for a buck. Uh, Luciano, who we mentioned, he goes for a buck, so he goes for five dollars less than. Mason Wynn. Johnny Cueto, how about him, picked up $0 add-in. I mentioned a couple weeks ago I got Trevor Story. Uh, here's another guy kind of you know, doesn't have the same track record, but kind of in a similar boat, Brendan Rodgers. Uh, beginning yeah. his rehab assignments on uh, – actually, he began it like earlier this week, or maybe it was – yeah, I think it was Monday. So he's, you know, inching his way back, and – the Rockies are not good, but home games at Coors Field certainly have fantasy appeal. So I could see that. Yeah, um, you mentioned you mentioned a couple of A's in the pickups. You no, know, probably no coincidence that they've got a series in Coors Field, and your league starts Fridays, so they're going to get them in the lineup this, you know, for that series. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see who else here: Luis Ranjifo, Michael Grove. Tuki Toussaint, who looks like he'll be stepping in for Giolito in that rotation. I mentioned last week I picked up Trey Mancini because he'd been playing a little bit more than he was on the bench for pretty much the whole week. So I swapped him out for G-Man Choi. Uh, Enrique Hernandez picked up. I don't really see him playing a whole lot in L.A., maybe against lefties, but it seems like they were pretty adamant that, you know, if, Kike, if you want to come on board, you got to fill this niche role that we have in mind. for you. Especially when, you know, Less than 24 hours later, they bring on Amon Rosario. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know the thing that strikes They're me They're not both? done. Certainly no, not no, done. absolutely not. Are you done? Yes, sorry. <laughs> okay. The thing that strikes me the most about going over these names mm-hmm. isn't the names, but the number of names. I mean, that's impressive that a league, you know, heading into August, and I know, you know, it's Roto-Wire, everybody's, you know, but I, I, I think it speaks towards the setup, the stake. Um, not, you know, it's not so much the money, but just not wanting to be labeled a, you know, uh, a, you know, a buyer. It's, yeah. I, it's just a lesson to people out there. How do I get my leave more active? Well, this is this is a good example. I mean, you got to be buds. You got to be friends yeah. to do the, you know, to do this sort of thing. But I, I think it's a testament to the league that it's this. Uh, is this in it? Again, no, he's he's not, no, he's not right. Yeah. yeah, I mean the 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 stories of uh, of 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 Lissa eating uh, when he's an eater. Even even most recently in Los Angeles for the for the football, you know what do you what would you like for dessert, Mister Liss? A lobster. You know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what do you want for your appetizer? Oh, crab legs. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, people, uh, people really want to avoid having to buy that steak dinner. 
yeah, on yeah. top of the league entry fee, which is only you know seventy five, but then that dinner can get real pricey. Right, right, right. Well, Roto, mm-hmm. you guys are all well paid. You can afford it. I'm just, I'm just well, no. But to me, it's not even. No, you don't want to pay the the pay the money, but you don't want to be labeled as as a yeah, buyer. Yeah, as the buyer, <laughs> and then you got to stick with that. You got to have that yeah. on for the whole year. <laughs> but yeah, and to me, you know, it's just a great idea hmm. for home leagues with some friends. And you know what? You don't have to make it as extravagant as what you guys do with the with the steak dinner. You just, you know, lower half buys the pizza for the draft the next year or whatever it might be. Yeah, this is a super active league and tip of the cap to everybody for staying, staying active. Uh, Hunter Harvey hurt right now, but uh, sounds like they're, you know, since he's hurt in part, that's part of the reason they're going to be holding on to him, the Nationals. So maybe when he's back, he closes again. Brian Rocchio, kind of interesting here. You know, I know you're not like the biggest prospect guy in the world, but a number two prospect in that organization. And with that Ahmed Rosario trade, you're not out of the question that we see a guy like Rocchio. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't move Andres Jimenez back to short, but I mean, he's kind of been at second base now for a while. Right. I'm not the biggest, you know, prospect wonk. But I happen to have uh, Rokio on my XFL team. Uh-huh. So yeah. I am. Uh, and I've got Eduardo Julian on that same team and, you know, kind of a log jam at that position. So I'm kind of trying to figure out what I want to do at that spot. But mm-hmm. so I have been following Rokio. And like you mentioned, Rosario clears the spot. Even without Rokio, Cleveland's got some options for shortstop. Mm-hmm. So it'll be really interesting. Freeman, Arias, be interesting to see what they end up doing. I think on the pod a few weeks ago, Ryan Yarbrough was lined up for two, and I think I gave him a zero. How uh, short-sighted I was. Because I I went out and I added him. He's now turned in three straight quality starts. He's Over his last four starts, he has a 2-3-1 ERA, 0-9-9 whip. Uh, Does have only 12 Ks in his last 23 to third inning. Yeah. Uh, But also only two walks. Right, he's not walking anybody. He only gave up one home run in that span. Yeah. So you feel good, you got him, but you know when. I mean, I don't feel good. I feel. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like you don't want to. You know, I starting him, but I'm not watching that game. You know, because yeah. it, it could flip just as soon as it's just as, as easily as uh, as yeah. it is good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, not available in this league, but Sal Freelix up from Milwaukee, not playing well shouldn't say not playing a ton. He's only been up for a little bit, but he uh, didn't have a, didn't show a ton of power in the minors. Uh, not a lot of speed either, but then he came up and homered right away. So maybe a guy yeah. who, who kind of uh, exceeds power expectations. That's a possibility. Uh, I've heard the comp I've heard is Brett Gardner. And yeah. he, you know, he was a double digit power guy. Yeah. If you get, if, if, if Freelick ends up being Brett Gardner, I, I think that's not so bad. Oh, yeah, that'd be you know, a win yeah, for Milwaukee. Free yeah. look had a great WBC, and, uh, yeah, homered right away uh, in the majors. I think he had only two homers. Yeah. Let me double-check. Yeah, only yeah. two homers in 40 games at Triple Nashville. So yeah, yeah. I was yeah. a little surprised by that. All right. Um, anybody else on your mind? I will say Alex Kirloff's been crushing it. Uh, kind of uh, looking like a – Important piece for Minnesota. Anybody else on your mind today, Todd? 
Um, no, you, you mentioned you mentioned story. There was some rumors of being up this ready this weekend, but I don't think that's going to be the case. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, sounds like you starting on August fourth, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of it's kind of you know dumb. I could have seen both story and Chris Sale if I had thought in advance and planned my afternoons that I could do work in the morning and 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 go, but it just never struck me. So I uh, kind of missed a chance to see Story and 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 uh, Sale, you know, twenty minutes away uh, doing on rehab. So anyway, um, dummy, dummy, dummy. Oh well, bummer. But um, yeah, definitely check to see if Sale was dropped and might still be out there. That could it could be a nice piece for your fantasy team down the stretch. Yeah. Well, let's move on. Talk a little rival fantasy, and before we offer up our picks for tonight, I'll tell you a little bit about rival. Rival Fantasy is the fantasy platform reinventing the way daily and weekly games are played, and they've brought new games to the ballpark this year that fantasy players won't find anywhere else. Rival Fantasy's games include Fantasy Bingo, Head-to-Head Player Challenges, and Fantasy Book, where users can select over-unders for two to five players. With games like this, Daily Fantasy has never been better. Right now, RotoWire listeners can get a $50 protected first play. That means if you win your first play, you keep your winnings. But if you lose your first entry, Rival Fantasy will fully refund you up to 50 bucks. Go to play.rivalfantasy.com slash sign up and use code ROTOWIREMLB at sign up and deposit a minimum of $25 to get your first entry on Rival protected up to $50. Now's the time to step up to the plate and become a rival today. Welcome to the arena. Todd and I have been having fun trying to get acclimated and, and find our footing with this game, <clears throat> particularly the fantasy book portion of rival. And uh, it's a, you know, it's a challenging game, even though typically I've only been selecting two over unders. Uh, it's, it's a challenge and a, a fun kind of new challenge to the fantasy realm. Uh, right. And the advantage, and I know, well, I guess it's an advantage, but one of the things I like about it is the scoring system is is the same as DraftKings, so yeah. um, I do my work for DraftKings, and so I get to apply the projections and and whatnot over here to at the rival. Um, broke my streak last week. I've been losing. I it's funny. I hit, I nailed the batters, but I had Kodai Senga last week. I believe was Ooh. I believe was Senga, and the the Mets game was was was. Uh, ended early or suspended or whatever, whatever it was. And instead of picking the scores up and including it the next day, that, that particular, you know, play was just canceled and money returned. Mm-hmm. So I was on, on target for two for two, but, uh, but anyway, it, I should know the rules and understand that because part of my thinking a lot of times is I'm going to take the under on the pitcher because if the game gets called short, you know, I get a, an advantage, but, um, you know, if, the, if, if the, the guy goes three innings and the game, you know, gets taken out, but if the game isn't finished, it doesn't count, which makes sense from their point of view. But anyway, mm-hmm. well, okay, I was looking to see if there are any weather concerns. It doesn't really look like it today. Uh, uh, was maybe in Baltimore. Yeah, no, yeah, I, because I, I did set a a lineup for the NFD. Uh, they rooked me in. The NFBC, this is our last fan ball to try to win a main event ticket. So I did it. And um, so I did check the weather. Yeah, Baltimore looked to be interesting. Um, Pittsburgh was a slight chance of um, 
uh, Philadelphia at Pittsburgh was an issue. Um, and, and Cleveland at the White Sox could potentially be an issue. Mm-hmm. So um, the picture I want to use, uh, no, I'm drawing a middle block, Minnesota. Um, it may not, he may not even be on the, uh, on this card, but the wind's blowing out. But I, um, I, you know, I, I used him for the DFS anyway. It'll come to me. Um, I didn't, I didn't love this card. Sonny Gray. I didn't love the choices tonight. Did you? Anything really jump on it? No, I'm kind of struggling to come up with with uh, picks here. I'm taking a look at our lineups page to see some of these lines. Um, yeah, it's not great. Not well, great. I'm I kind of like the idea of Adrian Hauser just because he's so low, but uh, he just had a career high 10Ks, but going against Atlanta is super scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got him pretty, pretty darn low. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, we talk. We'd rather go under than over, but more fun to root for the over. I'm gonna go Kevin Gosman, and I know the Angels are on a little bit of a roll, sweeping yesterday's doubleheader. But 18 points, I think Gosman. I've got him projected for like 22. So based on my numbers, I'm gonna go. That's one of my. It's gonna be one of my one of my choices. Um, will be Kevin Gausman. I, I, you know, get to root for him. I like to watch him pitch. So we have that as well. But I don't, I don't know that I even see. There's not. Maybe there's just not as many as many pitchers in general uh, that are available. I just don't see. I think there's a, fewer pitchers, for whatever reason, available to from which to choose. Yeah, it that way. It does. Um, I think I'm gonna go as a Reds pessimist, you know, I typically am. And I think tonight I'm going to go against them and choose Bobby Miller on the over. The over <laughs> under for Bobby Miller is... Uh, I was thinking under. I was thinking of going the under there. See, maybe this is totally anecdotal, but every time the Reds go out west, man, they just are brutal. I'm hoping they can turn a new leaf and, you know, kind of buck that trend, but Okay. Reds West Coast road trips never seem to end well. The Dodgers big time favorites here, minus two twenty-five. Over under is nine and a half runs. And on the other side of Bobby Miller is Brandon Williamson, who I could definitely see some of these right-handed bats for the Dodgers touching up. So uh and gosh, as much as I love like Ellie, Ellie's really cooled off. So yeah. Um yeah, I kind of see the Reds, you know, under the bright lights, kind of not having such a hot game. And then I think for my other pick, I'm going to go with uh, the over. So the under on Bobby Miller and the over on Logan Gilbert. This is 16.27, his over-under. Going up against Arizona, it is on the road, but Seattle is a road favorite here. And Tommy Henry on the other side. And talk about cooling off. Arizona's, you know, they're – Still have 55 wins, but they're not looking like the uh, the big kind of up-and-coming future juggernaut that they were looking like earlier this year. Yeah, that one scares me. I'm not going to go with the Miller pick. I may go – I think I go, may go Max Scherzer in the over against Washington. I know okay. Washington doesn't strike out a ton, but it's Max Scherzer. He seems to be grooving again, and I think the – is that one of the weather games? I think it's – no, it's it's going to be fine. Uh, it's one of those games where the rain may come late. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I I just I think Max Scherzer's got the capability of uh, 
you know, striking out 12 against any team. So I'm going to go over with Scherzer, over with Gosman. Um, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't look at the batters, but you mentioned Williamson. I think I got to go with Mookie Betts. Uh-huh. Uh, if I'm going to go with a hitter, I, I, plus I did use Mookie Betts in that, in that fan ball lineup that I, that I alluded to. So I think one hitter has got to be Mookie Betts. And they, you know, the, the, um, the Colorado games are usually off the board. All right. Uh, I see one I like without, without going too far into it. Nolan Arenado has got Drew Smiley. So mm-hmm. I'll take the over on Arenado. Yeah. Drew Smiley's been uh, brutal lately. So, yeah. and even though if he, he may be the, in the, in the, in the primary pitcher role, I haven't yeah. checked to see. Uh, yeah, he is. It's okay. Hayden. I think it's Hayden Westneski starting officially. All right. So is, and he's a righty, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So Goldschmidt and Arenado, all right. They face a right-handed early, but then they get probably two, two hacks against Smiley anyway. So I'll take it. I'll take I'll take Arenado. I also like Goldschmidt. I mean, I can go on either one. Actually, Goldschmidt's nine four one. Arenado's nine point oh five. I'll go with the the, the lower. I'll go with the Arenado there because it's a few couple ticks lower. I'm tempted to go with Joe Musgrove with the way he's pitched lately, but um, yeah, I've got my two picks and it's eighteen point six seven. Just a little high for me to feel comfortable. Picking Joe Musgrove. The reason I I like Musgrove more in like DFS because Texas has been just so lucky with their their runs. Yes, they have a good offense, but their batting average, running, and scoring position, as we talked about, is through the roof, which is luck. And they're without Seager, so some of that price is baked in. Is 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 the Texas's history this year? They're not that same offense anymore. So I kind of like Musgrove as a you – know, here I am talking myself into a, a DFS lineup with Musgrove. Um, we have, may have to look into that. All right. Well, I'm just taking care of something real quick, then we will uh, move on. Okay. So let me bring you one other quick word from our sponsor, then we'll move on to two-star pitchers. For next week, uh, our friends over at Home Run Index, you know, the weather can impact how far a ball can fly, but you never know what all that heat and humidity or cold air is really doing to the ball. The Home Run Forecast Index gives you an easy way to determine how good or bad the air is for ball flight. The index is calculated by measuring stadium-specific weather conditions and is displayed on a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being the most unfavorable for good ball flight, and 10 indicating the most favorable air. There is a strong correlation between the index and the number of runs scored per game and the number of home runs hit. Games that have the highest index, 10 for the whole game, average over 10 runs and 2.8 homers over the course of the year. Uh, An index is created for each game so you can see what it will be in any stadium and how the weather's influence might change over the course of the game as well as the wind direction. Right now, you can get access to the HRF premium site for only $5 a month and see what the index will look like for every hour of every game. Go to homerunforecast.com now to sign up. All right, Todd. Well, let's uh, move on to two-star pitchers. It's not... We don't want to wait for everybody to get back from signing up. 
Hey, I mean, they can do that on their own time. But um, Well, you said do it now. Well, that's true. Call to action. <laughs> but uh, we will move on. It is the week of July 30th, right? Yeah, so, imagine that. Two months left in the season. Pretty nuts. All right. You know the drill. Zero to five scale. Follow along with us and definitely check back closer to fab time to get a more updated look at uh, how the two-star pitchers look. Yeah, not, and just, you know, we say it every year. I mean, the trade deadline being Monday, be careful. Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and, and the lineup deadline being Monday. Who knows? But we'll do the best we can. We'll, we'll yeah. work with what we have. Yeah, we'll we have a great news team, great editors, and we'll be just well, we'll be on a, on every little wrinkle of. We're kind of you know, two of the Lynn and Giolito are were two of the you know more highly exp, you know skilled pitchers that we expected to be dealt. So yeah. we kind of catch a break because we kind of feel we know when they're going to go. So yeah, maybe <laughs> Tuesday will kind of be a little bit of a dud. I, I don't know for sure. I don't know. But... I, don't know. I hope not because we're going to do a we're going to do a little Tout Wars broadcast. But yeah, oh, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I don't think it'll be a complete dud, but maybe compared to past years. We'll see. And the fact that some of these trades are already getting done, uh, we'll see. Yeah. Okay, Ryan Nelson for the Arizona Diamondbacks at San Francisco at Minnesota does have a winning record, but I can't really see much else to, to praise him for. Uh, would you consider him at all, Todd? I, I don't know if I need to go one or zero. I'm going to go zero. Maybe if he was home for one or two of those games, but I have not been impressed enough to go any higher than zero. Yeah. At San Francisco is a you know, good stadium to pitch in, but actually, you know what? I might give him a one. You know what? You know when it's a one, if I were to use the San Francisco batters, I've stacked them the past a couple times the past couple of weeks and have, have regretted it. Mainly because it's a cheap stack with their platoons. Yeah. And it just hasn't worked out. Uh, Zach Gallon's going to be a five, right? At San Francisco, at Minnesota. He could be the top-ranked guy this week, if I recall, at least in my charts. Yeah, he's fantastic. No, 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 there's one ahead of him. Yeah, but, yeah, Gallon is number two. Okay. Um, no two-star pitchers for Atlanta. They did bring in Yanni Chirinos from the Rays, and so. Pitching tonight. Yeah, and then we have – oh, they're getting freed. Yes. Yeah. They're going against Boston, yeah. Next uh, or very soon, yeah. Okay, then uh, Kyle Gibson at Toronto versus the Mets. She does have nine wins, but I don't know. Uh, okay, over his last let's see here. He's actually pitched pretty well lately, but Gibson does that. Yeah, over his last four starts, he has a 4-4-4 ERA, 1-1-5 whips, really good. Uh, 25 to 5k to walk not terrible so my initial inclination was a zero but I, I think I'll give him a one uh given how well he's pitched lately I'm gonna I'm, I'm with you and it's pretty much exact I, I'm actually ranked as a zero but I may give him another third of an inning to get him into that one range now Kyle Bradish had a hiccup his last time out but before that he was on just a brilliant run 
he had turned in from May 28th to July 21st, 60 innings, a 2.25 ERA, 0.97 WHIP, 60 to 12 K to walk, and just four homers allowed over those 60 innings. So this has really been a breakout season for Bradish and. Yeah. At Toronto versus the Mets, I'm not going to go five, but I think he's a probably a four. Yeah, I remember he was when we were kind of having some fun with him at the head to head Tout Wars draft. Yeah, because with a bunch of radishes left to be eaten off of the vegetable tray. <laughs> anyway, I'm with you, and I, I recently wrote, and I don't remember if it was a Todd Stakes or Z Files. I think it was a Z Files that he's now matchup proof for me. Then he goes out and has a bad game, but I, I, you know, I got him number thirty five, which makes him a Makes him a four. Brian Bayo. We talked a little bit last week about how if you weren't you know, following the trends in his performance, you'd probably miss out on just how good he's been because it was pretty ugly early on. But, man, he's like Bradish, kind of just hit his stride. Uh, at Seattle versus Toronto. I think I'm going to go four here as well. Yep, I'm going four, and he's as close to being a five without saying five as I can get. But I'm going to go four. Now, here's one that's extremely tentative. Marcus Stroman lined up for uh, Monday the 31st, so we'll see. It sounds like the Cubs, you know, could end up holding on to, like, Bellinger and some of these other pieces. Yeah. Uh, Versus the Reds, versus Atlanta. So two home starts. I don't think Stroman's a five because of the Ks, so I'm going to go four. Jeez, I have him in the two range. Um, I'm gonna say three though, because I may be shorting him. I may I may be shorting him innings. I need to check on the innings. But I'm I'm gonna say three. I think to me, Strowman's like almost always a three. Because mm. that's with the pitch to contact low case. I mean, that's to me, yeah. he's like he's like a proverbial three. Yeah, you look up three in the dictionary. <laughs> Justin Steele's been a guy who's swung fantasy leagues. I think Halterman has him in the stake league, and he's up like 35 points, 40 points on the pack. He's uh, he's crushing the stake league. Okay. Um, let's see here. So Justin Steele has been just incredible. 2.95 ERA this season versus the Reds versus Atlanta. Same two-step for him. I think I'm going to go four for him too. I am. I am too. Just to go back to Stroman for a moment. I don't know what it – he, I, I know it was rain delay. He got hit, but his he had a, a short, a low inning start lately, which has messed up my my projection for innings. So I'm going to override that. I you I, I do it quickly now. I when I actually do the rankings for real, I look at in, individually. So I've now overridden it, and, and Strowman's in the three range. I love Justin Steele. I think he, he's showing you can make adjustments. Um, I you know to me. I, you know, we're not going to, you're not, this, this was the year to get him cheap. We're not, we're, we're not going to be able to get steel cheap anymore. Yeah, that's uh, very, very true. All right. Uh, well, uh, the attention paid to all the Reds rookies, Andrew Abbott's really been the best one. Um, actually the first pitcher in major league history with at least 60 strikeouts and an ERA under 10 in their first 10 or ERA under two in their first 10 career starts. Pretty amazing, and you kind of a, a blossoming uh, potential ace here at the Cubs versus Washington. I think this may be the first week I anoint Andrew Abbott a five. 
I wrote a, I don't know if you saw, I, I wrote about him in a Todd's takes this week, which it turned out to be the favorite title, not my favorite piece ever, but the favorite title. It had to do with um, mislabel, mis- you know, not knowing Abbott was as good as he is because I just number scattered him. And now having watched him pitch, I'm changing my tune and I called it the eyes Abbott. And I love it. Anyway, uh, the piece is okay. But anyway, I'm at five. He's actually my fifth highest rated pitcher this week. Hell yeah. Seems like he is the real deal. And, um, you know, I remember a guy, you remember Tony Singrani? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had a Lefty. great run yeah. yeah, as a starter. Kind yeah, of only was a two-pitch guy. Yeah, potential oh. closer but got hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Abbott has a lot more staying power than a, than a guy. Oh, like yeah. Now I don't think I think Abbott is the number three when Lodolo and Green get back, but a number three to to to, to Lodolo and Green is nothing to be sad about. Yeah, I might take him over Lodolo actually. Yeah, uh, okay, but I, I like we'll I, I like Lodolo too, of course. I, I yeah, I put Lodolo kind of in that Kirby Gilbert kind of potential. Once you know, I, I'm oh. the fact he's missing half a year, a little more than half a year puts him behind. I, I wanted that next year, but I'm still high on Lodolo. I've been waiting for the other shoe to drop with Ben Lively. Uh, he continues to get by, but you know, that's a chance that he's, you know, if they upgrade in that rotation, he could be squeezed. Maybe it's Brandon Williamson who loses out instead, but I just think I think there's disaster coming. With these matchups, though, I'm still going to give Lively a one, but I don't feel good about it. Yeah, I got him at 103, which puts him outside in a zero. But, yeah, no, I'm going to give him a one. I, I, I'm with you. You know, the Reds will still be favored, so I'm going to give him a one. And Thor, I don't know if we can call him that anymore. Noah Syndergaard, no. uh, zero, right, at Houston versus the White Sox. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe Cleveland can find a way to kluber him into a uh, fastball changeup pitcher with no, you know, with little velocity, but – down six ticks and, and doesn't have that slider. I don't, I don't see what they, I, I don't see it. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, now Austin Gombers home for one against San Diego, then at St. Louis and maybe kind of a stripped down St. Louis team by that point. And man, Gombers pitched pretty darn well. It's we uh, say St- that, but then yeah. <laughs> I mean, since a seven run blow up against San Diego at home, uh, he's turned in a three six one ERA over his last forty seven and a third innings. So, yeah, one oh six WHIP. K's pretty I'm low there. there. Yeah, only six point three per nine in that stretch. So, part especially, of me zero, but I'll, I'll give him a one. Especially in his last four games, he's not striking anybody out. Twelve and twenty four innings. I'm going yeah. zero. Yeah, that's probably the, the right call, but I'll. Stick by my guns there. Okay, next up. Let me tab back. Okay, Dylan Cease. It sounds like the White Sox, even though they're sellers, would probably need to be pretty blown away to deal Cease. So I expect him to still be on the team. At Texas, at Cleveland. I don't think I can give him a five, but I'll give him a four. No, I can't give him a five either. Um, I'm actually checking to see if I'm going a little lower than that. Um, 
I all right, okay, I see. I only have them for one start, but I did the thing. I did this in the morning. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go three, but I'm gonna have to review it when I actually do the numbers. Only three on C's, huh? Has not has not pitched as I maybe mix. I'm no, I am mixing them up with Kopech because Kopech's numbers look really good or uh, have looked good lately, but the underlying metrics are terrible. Um, but I'm still gonna just go three for now. No two-star pitchers for Detroit. We'll see if uh, Erod's still on the team. And actually, uh, I was thinking about Erod, and you know, he's a former Red Sox, former staple in that rotation. I've heard that. Well, we had notes on the site that they're going to discuss the roles for Hauk and Whitlock and even Sale. Um, which one of those guys do you see maybe pitching in relief, do you, or do you think they all come back as starters? Well, I think this the impetus was Sale said, I just want to come back. Yeah, I'll pitch in any role possible. I think for the Sox to make a run, Chris Sale has to be a starter. Mm-hmm. Um, Whitlock and Hauk have both shown they can do either. So I think you want Sale to be a starter. And then um, if Whitlock pitched better as a starter, I would go there than Hauk in relief. But it may end up it make because Whitlock has struggled – Maybe Hauk is, is the second one to start and then Whitlock. And this assumes that the current starters, you know, stay on course and they don't go out and get somebody. And now two of these guys are now in relief, which, you know, there have been some names uh, tied to the Red Sox as far as pitching goes too. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see, but I don't know. I, I guess what I'd like to see, Whitlock is just so good in the bullpen. That I'd rather, I'd like to see how start and then Whitlock, if he can return to that nails roll at the end. Um, I know Chris Martin's doing well, but uh, I think some of the other arms are kind of sketchy. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, Houston just got Altuve and Alvarez back, right? Right. And Alvarez is back. Yep. And JP France has been a, Nice find for them in that rotation. Two eight seven ERA. He's home against Cleveland and at the Yankees. Let me look at, you know, somebody in our stake or not our stake league, our staff keeper league, where you and I and like eight others are battling it out. Somebody put JP France on the block, and I may have to uh, circle around on that. But yeah, seven innings each of his last two starts, only one earned run. Man, he's been really, really good. So I think I'm going to give JP France a four, actually. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm debating whether. Oh, Jesus, I'm only going to go two. I just the maybe, and this could be Abbott light for me in that I, I can't number scout as much as I am. But uh, or maybe I just need to reevaluate. I'm going to go two right now, but I'm going to, I'm going to review him before we post in the morning. I love home matchup against Cleveland. And, man, at Yankees is not uh, so daunting right yeah. now. You know, it's the strikeouts, though. Again, yeah. it's the strikeouts. And they, they leave you so vulnerable for a bad outing, and they count. 23 strikeouts in his last 44 innings, over which he has a 2.25 ERA. So mm-hmm. I, distilling it down to skills, the expected ERA has to be much higher. But he's not walking anybody. He's not giving up any homers. So the ERA yeah. is fine. And you um, know who he's uh, matching up against on Monday, right? Yeah, we just talked about Noah yeah. Syndergaard. Right. <laughs> so. I got a feeling I'm going to get him up into the two range. But I'm not 
I'm, I'm not all that enthused. Judge will be back, obviously, but um, back today. But yeah. even so, um, Cleveland was scoring, but they're back to not scoring anymore a little bit. So anyway, so you're at two on France, right? Yeah, and that and that's stretching it. He's just not. He doesn't strike batters out. But maybe with Houston's offense being better, a better better chance at a win. And he is going – he is giving length. Francis pitched yeah. seven innings three of the past five games. Um, yeah, he's giving – you know what? That might be the thing. I may I may need to – I probably am for five innings pitch. I need to review and give him five and two-thirds or six innings, and I'll bet that rent brings him way up. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But I, I think you have – offer some wise words of caution generally with J.P. France. Um Amber Valdez versus Cleveland at the Yankees. Uh, I'm tempted to go five, but I think I'll say four. I think I'm still, I think I'm still in the five range with Valdez, but I get the hesitation a little bit, or maybe I'm not. Maybe I actually do have him ranked a little bit lower. Um, all right, you know what? I, I am going to go four. He's not the. Uh, no, I got him. I got him fourteenth. I am going to go five. Yeah, only three and two thirds is the last time out, and got knocked around by Texas. But uh, aside from that, yeah, he's kind of had some clunkers lately. But I mean, there yeah. was a, a couple of weeks in my rest of season projections where he was the number one on the list. It usually had to do with he was projected for one more start because of when the list came out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the point being, he was up on the top ten. Um, it's kind of fallen a bit since then, but I'm still high on him. All right. Well, I think I accidentally closed my pitcher tab, so let me get that back up. My fault, fellas and ladies. All right. Um, back to Houston. All right. So next up, Zach Granke, one and eleven. I love this guy. I don't know if you saw the clip of Miles Straw using his. Granky's walk-up music, but it was kind of fun. Yeah, I did. I think I'm going to go zero, though. Going to go zero as well. Yeah. like the guy, but can't trust him in fantasy. What about uh, Griffin Canning? Very much tentative in that Angels rotation, but uh, six and four. He's got to go to Atlanta, though. Uh, he does have 20 strikeouts over his last two starts. He also had a nine-strikeout game. June 30th against Arizona. I think I'll give him a one. I'll see your one and raise him to a two. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. I'll stick to one. Okay. Moving on here. Uh, Julio Urias, that's going to be a f- – well, he hasn't been pitching like a five at all, but uh, home against Oakland, then at San Diego. I think I'll give him a four, but uh, – I guess my initial thought was just, oh, he's a five, but he really hasn't been pitching like that. I've got him in the five range. I'm going to keep him there. Um, a lot of it's just because San Diego, by the numbers, aren't hitting the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, but you're scared. You know, they could break out at any moment, but they haven't done it yet. So I'm, well, I'm sticking with five. Well, before we move on, let's pause real quick, take yep. care of a last piece of business, and throw to a word from our Blue Wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, powering through these last two-star pitchers for next week. We got games getting underway here, uh, not too long, um, so we'll we'll head home here. Uh, Eduardo, or I'm sorry, Edward Cabrera of the Marlins. Only two innings. I mean, that's got to be a zero till he's stretched out. It's not so much. It's it, it's blister issues. Oh, was it a blister issue? That yeah, first blister. he wasn't pitching very well either. But yeah. maybe, maybe it was because of the blister. But yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you. It's a zero. But yeah, you know, it could end up being burned. But I'm gonna go zero. You had a shoulder earlier this year too, Sandy. Now here's a tough one. You were the voice of reason, and you were right in the end. Uh, now he did go out and throw a complete game. And you know he's been pitching better lately. Sure, he has. Yeah, absolutely. Quite, quite a bit better lately, actually. Two sixty ERA over his last four starts. Uh, is he back in the five range for you? I I imagine not, since you were a skeptic anyway. Yeah, I'm going to stay three, but I am I you know I mean I'm using him, but I'm mm-hmm. only going to I am going to grade him a three. 
need to, you know, like what I see, but didn't like, you know, didn't like what I saw earlier. So probably deserves a four, but I'm going to go three. Okay, I got you down as a three there. I will go four. Uh, Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta. They both get Washington on the road, then Pittsburgh at home. So that's a real nice two-step for those guys. Burns is going to be a five, but where do you land on Freddie Peralta? One of these guys I have ranked as the top pitcher this week. The oh, other I have ranked as the sixth pitcher this week. Oh, wow. Can you can you figure out which is which? I'm going to assume Burns is one. <laughs> well, Peralta's it, sixth, but that's a high grade for Peralta. Yeah, this is matchup driven. Well, hmm. Peralta's pitched really well, but this is also matchup driven. Um, and... I, you know, I, I, I needed to go, but again, I need to check because this is all done, uh, man, autom- you know, uh, manual, not manually, automatically. And I do need to check on the innings projected. And if, if, you know, I drop a couple from Peralta cause you had a seven inning stint and it's skewing the numbers, then I drop it, but I, he's still a five. All right. Yeah. I got a five too with those matchups for Peralta. Uh, Pablo Lopez at St. Louis versus Arizona. I think I'm going to go with a four for Pablo. Um, but yeah, you, you like what he's done overall. And uh, it's not a guy I can give a five to, but I do like Pablo Lopez. Um, I'm debating a five. I, I'm probably going to stay with you. And, uh, and yeah, I am. I'm going to go four. Um but I do like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Matchup's just a little tough. If St. Louis ends up selling, which, I mean, uh, the guys on the network, uh, the MLB network, uh, think that Arenado and Goldschmidt could be gone. Well, they think I think they think that's, that's, that St. Louis should sell. Whether they will or not, who knows. But mm-hmm. if they do end up selling, maybe it's a different story. Well, Jose Quintana's back for the Mets, and he's – in his first two starts back, he's gone five innings, then six innings. So uh, pretty well stretched out for Quintana. They're coming to get you, Todd. I stole your joke. Uh, he's at Kansas City, then at Baltimore. So probably going to be a guy who's scooped up where he's still available. And I think that's probably how it should be. So I'll give Jose Quintana a three. Okay, turning my mic back on. Um, I'm going to go three as well. I don't feel great about it, but I am going to go three as well. Nice. Okay. Um, very tentative. And I'm, I'm looking at the Yankees grid. It looks like something maybe, Oh, are they getting Nestor back next week? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's why. So they're adding Nestor in. All right. So then it'd be Carlos Rodon for two. Um, hasn't been pretty for him since coming back. Versus the Rays versus Houston. So it's not going to get any easier for O'Don in the short term. I mean, I think I'm going to go two. I, I need to see him pitch more like Carlos Rodon. Oh, gosh. Um, the thing with with my numbers in Rodon is because he hasn't thrown that many innings, the, the fact he struggled lately is not moving my initial expectation very much. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, it's like two starts in April. Does it do you really change your initial expectation? So I still have, you know, finishing up pretty well. I may have to override that. I'm going to go three, but um, you, I think uh, if I think you're probably close, I, I trust you're two more, but I'm still going to go three. 
Well, I hear you. That's, I mean, he's definitely, uh, you know, as when healthy and things are going right, he's much higher than a two. But oh, yeah. Until I see it, I, I'll leave him there. No two star pitchers for the Oakland A's. And then for uh, Phillies, Taiwan Walker at Miami versus KC. I like that two step for him. He's got 11 wins. It feels like it's kind of been disappointing for Walker this year. But yeah, 11 wins is nice. And, I love this two-step again at Mo- at Miami versus Kansas City. So I'm going to give Taiwan, I think, a three. Um, it's a high-end three. I have him borderline four, but he's at three. So I am going to stay with three. But I, you know, I I would be enthused to use him, and if he's available in shallower leagues, I don't think he will be. But if he is, I could see picking him up. About his teammate Ranger Suarez, same two step for him at Miami versus Kansas City. Uh, let me see, a lot of uh, fours and threes in his game log. Um, I haven't been that impressed when I've seen him. I mean, he's okay, but you know, Bill James famously, infamously, a few years ago, thought he would be a top starter in the game, Ranger Suarez. I'm going to go with a two, I think. I'm going to go with a two, and if I had not looked at my numbers, I would have had him in a three or four. He's he's not he's not pitching as well as I thought he was. Um, I think he went through a stretch, and this is why. He went through a stretch from you know mid, early June to early July where he was getting the job done, uh, strikeouts and walks, but then it kind of reverted back. So in my mind, I'm remembering that stretch where he was excellent. And it just didn't, you know, he over four four game stretch, 103 ERA, 10.3K per nine. He hasn't kept that up. Yeah, he's kind of wilted a little bit. Uh, what about Oviedo, Johan Oviedo for Pittsburgh versus Detroit and then at Milwaukee? Even with that versus Detroit, uh he has gone six and seven. He's, he's a tease. Yeah, he's hard to trust here. Yeah. I might exactly. go with a one, but it's kind of like a points league one. Um, I'm actually I'm going to go two. And it mainly because Milwaukee's just not the offense we think they are. Yeah, that's a good point. They're not a they're far from an offensive uh, juggernaut. Seth Lugo's got to go to Colorado, then versus the Dodgers. Yikes, at Colorado then versus the Dodgers? I'm tempted to go zero, but I'll, I think I'll probably give him a one. Yeah, I mean, we do say that it's not the same Colorado anymore, but I'm, even so, the Dodgers is being the other one. I'm going to go zero. Zero? Okay, let me get that logged here. All right, it's coming up on the end here. We got uh, George Kirby, Bryce Miller. I think Kirby, uh, you know, He's due to, to bounce back after that rough outing against Minnesota. Uh, did have nine Ks in that start, even though it wasn't so great. So yeah. um, I think Kirby versus Boston at the Angels. I'm going to give him a four. I could see the case to just, you know, say five because I was. That's weird because I have him as a three, but I'm going to say four as well. What about Bryce Miller? Where do you fall on him? Um, and, you know, without looking at lower than Kirby, 
So I'm going to have to check on that. Um, I have my two range. I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to stick with a two. Okay, I got three, but I'll, I'll give you two on Bryce Miller. Okay. Uh, then Alex Cobb of the Giants versus Arizona at Oakland. Man, I think that's probably a five. Hmm. Really well. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to say four, but I, I, I know what you mean. And I, yeah. I, I kind of come – it's just – there's just enough inconsistency – I probably should, I'm going to say four. We're running late. I'm going to say four. All right. What about Jack Flaherty? Very much not a lock to be on this team by then. But uh, if for whatever reason he sticks around, it'll be versus Minnesota versus Colorado. With his issues, I can't really see it going higher than like a three. And actually, I think I'll go. I'll go three. I probably should, but I'm going to. I have him in the zero range. I'm going to say one. Uh, he's pitched better. I'm going to go two. He's pitched better lately. I will make the adjustment. Gotcha. Is it two? What about two. Uh, Zach Eflin at the Yankees at Detroit? Are these tentative? Uh, Are these yeah. still tentative with the knee? Yeah. Yeah, he remains day-to-day, according to Kevin Cash, said in an interview today on MLB Network Radio. So, um, yeah, very much tentative. I think you've got to give him a five, though, if he yeah. does. Yeah, it's a five. All right. Let's uh, power through here at the end and get to these grades. John Gray versus the White Sox versus Miami. What say you on John Gray? Um, you gotta like those matchups. Did they get him to go? Yeah, I think they have to get him to the four range. Yeah, I'm gonna say four. Okay, yeah, me too. All right, final two two star pitchers: Chris Bassett versus. Baltimore at Boston. That's going to be – I mean, he's a five, right? Uh, I don't know. Tough matchups. Um, I'm going to go four. Okay. I think he is a matchup-driven guy yet still. And I'm, I'm going to go – usually pitches – doesn't get burned, but he may not, you know, have a quality start either. And finally, Jake Irvin's a zero, right? Gonna... Yes, I mean he's he's out. I mean he's better. No, he's a zero. All right. Well, let's recap these two-star pitcher grades for the week of July thirty-first. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Let's uh, make sure we hit our fab on Sunday, and hopefully this helps you out a little bit getting those bids set. All right. Two-star pitchers for next week: Ryan Nelson. I say one. Todd zero. Zach Gallon five. Kyle Gibson, one. Kyle Bradish, four. Brian Bayo, four. Marcus Stroman, four. Justin Steele, four. Nice block of fours there. Andrew Abbott, five. Ben Lively, one. Noah Syndergaard, zero. Austin Gomber, I say one. Todd, zero. Dylan Cease, I say four. Todd, three. JP France, I say four. Todd, only two. From Bervaldez, four. Zach Granke, zero. Griffin Canning, I say one. Todd, two. Julio Urias, I say four. Todd, five. Edward Cabrera, zero. Sandy Alcantara, I say four. Todd, three. Corbin Burns, five. Freddie Peralta, also a five. Pablo Lopez, four. Jose Quintana, three. Carlos Rodon, I say two. Todd, three. 
Taiwan Walker, three. Ranger Suarez, two. Yoan Oviedo, I say one. Todd, two. Seth Lugo, I say one. Todd, zero. George Kirby, four. Bryce Miller, I say three. Todd, two. Alex Cobb, I say five. Todd, four. Uh, Jack Flaherty, I say three. Todd, two. Zach Eflin, five. John Gray, four. Chris Bassett, I say five. Todd, four. And Jake Irvin, a zero. Anything else you want to mention today, Todd, before we sign off? Uh, Kind of alluded to it real quick. Uh, Next Tuesday, we're going to be having a public Zoom uh, sponsored by Tell Orders about the, just chatting about the trades that come through. So if you uh, if you have access to Zoom and want to have some fun for a few hours, please pop on. And uh, just as a general warning, I almost got burned myself while you were talking. Um, check out the uh, – make sure before you go quoting and breaking into a podcast that someone's been traded, make sure it's not coming from a burner account. <laughs> yeah, now that, you know – the Twitter blue and all that's all wonky. It's uh, could make verifying trades even harder. At this yeah. Point. Even if the guy's name is what you think it is, if they only have 37 followers, it's probably a joke account. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the time to have your, uh, you know, BS uh, meter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That turned yeah, on. Yeah. So fortunately I remembered to, to check before I broke in and interrupted you. But yeah, this is the time where jerks, I'll I'll keep it clean, jerks, um, for whatever reason, think they're cool. Yeah, we'll uh, have all the trade madness covered for you over at Rotowire, rotowire.com slash pod, if you want to give us a a shot with a trial on us, and then you can decide afterwards if you want to stick around. No credit card required for the trial. All right, guys, thank you so much. We'll catch you next week on the Rotowire. Fantasy Baseball Podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.